we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 23rd, 2013. Going to segue now into a review of this, uh, not that I've seen it, but the Superman movie. Uh, also called Man of Steel. And this first report is Superman movie, a super sinister deception. Uh, this is the guy that wrote the article, made some good points. We're going to look at this from a lot of different angles here. <clears throat> because actually, I guess when you see the actual thing it's trying to convey, uh, it's it just really ties into a lot of the teachings that we've done regarding the Antichrist and the coming end time delusion and deception of what is going to be foisted on humanity. Uh, <clears throat> he writes, last week I included a cautionary paragraph about a grand deception for people's souls. During the end times there is a massive chaos and confusion and lives and souls are in jeopardy. The bad guys will offer up aliens as saviors. Indeed, this week I watched the most recent Superman movie, Man of Steel, to see if my hunch about Hollywood is already beginning to prepare mankind. The verdict is yes, most certainly. Last week I pointed out the primary red color for Superman's costume had changed to scarlet, same as the scarlet-colored robe associated with Jesus Christ. And in Matthew 27, 27, it says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And here, in uh, one of the scenes of the movie, we see Superman um, in his uh, skin-tight outfit with the uh, scarlet-colored robe. Exactly, you know, in, in um, imitation of what they did to Jesus Christ. And in this particular scene you're seeing here, uh, the pictures are on the PDF for 623. Um, you're looking at about page 10 or 11. Uh, like Jesus, in regard to when they put the scarlet-colored robe on Jesus, he had soldiers around him, leading him around. Well, in this exact scene, and nobody, I didn't see anybody really cover this, that's shown here, he's in, you know, the scarlet-colored robe, and he's got guys that look like FEMA, Homeland Security types, in looking like body armor, leading him down a hall, much like you would see Jesus Christ uh, depicted in that particular Scene when they put a scarlet robe on him. So, I thought that was interesting. After seeing the movie, I have a lot to add. Very early on in the movie, Superman's real father, Jor-El, reassures his wife before he launches their son towards Earth. And he said he will be a god to them. And you're going to actually hear that in, in a little bit when I play the trailer. My comment. <clears throat> also notice that this is yet one more recreation of the pagan trinity that is the basis for virtually all major false religions going back to Babylon, Nimrod, Temuz, and Semiramis. Okay, the pagan trinity. His Superman's real father, Jor-El, reassures his wife before he launches their son towards Earth. You have the three pagan trinity there, um, which again is a knockoff of the Godhead that the Bible talks about, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit which is better, the better version, or the better term for that is Godhead. So, um, not only is he saying they will be a, that Superman will be a god to them, but this is also a recreation of the pagan trinity. So, I just talked about that in the last teaching, um, one of my last teachings on 6.9.13, part 4, and I give you the link to that if you want to know more about that whole... Uh, Nimrod, Semiramis, Tammuz, Babylonian mystery, religion, sun god worship stuff. So I'll give you the link to that. Now, as Superman is growing up after rescuing his fellow classmates from a bus sinking in a river, an adult at the scene of the rescue calls the Superboy's actions, quote, an act of God. Okay, he was in this sense acting as, you know, like a god because he actually lifted the bus out of the water. Throughout the movie, Jor-El... The hologram of Jor-El, which I guess is his dad, because I guess he, when they launched him to Earth, they, he had uh, things that he was able to access after that regarding his parents. This hologram of Jor-El, his dad, reminds his, his, his real dad, okay, reminds Superman that he was sent to Earth to be a force of good, to help the people of the Earth. 
And if you think about it, if he, if he was a real force of good, he would lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, but if you follow Superman, you'll go no, you would go no place but to hell in the end. So he's not a force of good. Uh, the devil can come with all signs and lying wonders, and he will, and the Antichrist will, and he's going to portray himself to be a force of good. The Bible talks about that he will actually worship the God of forces. So, meaning fallen angels and these types of things, the Antichrist. So, um, then we have that point. Now, perhaps the most contrived link between Superman and deities comes when Clark Kent confesses to a priest in a Catholic church, of all places, that he is being, that he is the super being that everyone is looking for. That scene has, and this is unreal, check this out, that scene has half the screen filled with a stained glass window of the long-haired hippie Sananda Emmanuel Jesus, the one that we the Catholic Church has given us, which um, is not what Jesus Christ of the Bible looks like, and the other half of the screen is filled with Superman. So as this scene is playing out, when Clark Kent's confessing to the priest in this Catholic Church that he is the super being that all humanity has been waiting for, in the background you're seeing half the screen filled with the stained glass of the, of the supposed Jesus, you know, all the ones that the Catholic Church gave us. And then the other half of the screen has Superman in it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's talk about, you know, predictive programming and brainwashing. You would have to be blind not to see what's being suggested in this scene alone. So why does Superman wait to reveal himself to the world until it is facing an apocalypse? Um, Superman's human foster father warns Superman to wait to reveal himself until it is obvious that he is needed to save mankind. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. And one other thing I want to say. Um, I was up on the internet the other night, and I heard Alex Jones do a review of this. And he did a review of this in World War Z. And he gave World War Z thumbs down because it was um, too big brother and too martial law and too all that stuff. And, but he gave Superman an unequivocal thumbs, thumbs up because of all the... Th- and then he even addressed the fact that that all the people that are saying that this is a uh, counterfeit imitation knockoff of Jesus Christ, a blasphemous one, he downplayed all that and, and said it wasn't basically his opinion that that was the case at all. Well, that's the world according to Alex Jones. And again, you follow Alex Jones... He's yoked up with David Icke. He's yoked up with a lot of evil people. He can call himself Christian all day long. But by their fruits you will know them. And I'm not saying he doesn't do any good. I'm not saying he doesn't expose evil. I use a lot of the actual factual things he reports on. But when when it comes to his weird warped new age intermingled with Christianity philosophy, anybody yoking up with David Icke, number one, you are going down the wrong path. And a lot of other people that he yokes up with. So, you know, if you follow Alex Jones, all he's going to do is get you to hell. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know anybody who's ever gotten saved by listening to the listening to the guy. And ultimately, I believe he's going to be pointing to somebody like Superman when the Antichrist and the false prophet make their big debut, just like David Icke is. And who's he yoked up with now? And the form that they're going to come in, I believe it will be the Ascended Masters, these entities that are going to say we're in charge of all these good alien entities and. Mass UFO sightings and things like this. We're here to help. We're here to cure your diseases. We're here to give you free energy. We're also here to intimidate you through our vast, unbelievable power. The Bible says that they will deceive the whole world through signs and lying wonders and miracles, the false prophet and the Antichrist, just like Superman's doing. Okay. So, again, I believe Alex Jones will ultimately point people to those types of entities. Uh, seen it way too much. I've reported on it way too much. So um, please be careful with with him. Uh, now, relating to this, regarding the Catholic Church pointing people to the coming awaited alien savior. Okay, now Superman's obviously not a gray alien with you know a big bulbous head and, and black eyes and all this other garbage. Okay, he's not portrayed that way. In the movie, he's portrayed as human, but yet he's not human. Okay, this is what I mean by alien. They're alien from another planet. Okay, um, the Catholic Church has a lot to do. Is going to have a lot to do, a ton to do with deceiving Christianity 
Christians worldwide into believing that this coming awaited Savior, who we will know as the Antichrist and the false prophet, they will be pointing to him. They will be pointing all their followers to him. They're already on board with this. And I've reported on this over and over. And some teachings I've done talking about this, particularly if you're a new listener and you haven't heard this stuff, uh, I give you a link here to my teaching from July 18th, 2011, entitled Preparation for the Alien UFO Deception in High Gear, Part 1. And in that, the first thing we talk about is Vatican preparing 1.1 billion followers for the alien deception. See, they're going to be at the spear tip of this, the Vatican. And who do we have talking to Superman in the church? With the Sananda Emmanuel false Jesus stained glass in one half, Superman on the other side. It's not so subtle brainwashing. It's not so subtle preparatory brainwashing. It's all falling in place like a perfect puzzle piece so far. I just haven't had a lot of teachings I've ever had to recant. Not to say I'm perfect. I'm just saying it just seems that this stuff is all falling into place. Um, It's just a matter of documenting it. And this is what we've hopefully attempted to do. So, the next thing I talk about in that teaching is Director of the Institute of Applied Astronomy... um, is convinced extraterrestrial life exists and will be in contact soon. The next report, the next teaching I did, is called Vatican Easing Humanity Toward Alien Disclosure. These are all separate teachings that you can click on. And then the next one is Satan's Agenda for Disclosure First Contact, where I talk about the Vatican joining with NASA and the government for the big event soon to be announced to the world. So they are going to be in lockstep with the uh, world government in this deception. Let me put, uh, going back to the report, it says, let me put Superman movie into focus. It is but one small part of the bad guy's plan for pushing out the sinister notion that all deities are just aliens. It's really not a small part. It's really the major part. Because unless you have this deceptive religious plan in place, none of the other things will work you're going to have to uh, motivate people through religion primarily. You're not going to get an Islamic dude who is, you know, bent on serving Allah. You're not going to get him off that unless you believe that this this, um, alien deception, what's coming with the Antichrist and the false prophet, unless you can co-mingle that with Islam to make it all work, um, you, you can't do this all separately. It has to be intermingled. And you can't pull off the political agenda. You can't pull off the monetary agenda. Um, you can't pull off the governmental agenda without the religious component. The religious component of this coming deception is the most important part of that deception. So, um, these are the bad guys pushing out the sinister notion that all deities are just aliens with supernatural powers. Now, I've done several teachings on this whole concept of the Ascended Masters when they make their big debut uh, and this uh, Maitreya character who is United Nations, has a United Nations sponsored website who claims to be the coming awaited savior for all the five main world religions. So I give you the links to some of these teachings that I've done uh, at that point so you can click on those. And then the one I did on 5612, we talk about also Project Bluebeam to be used to create fake appearances of religious figures worldwide and how that would figure into the alien deception. We also talked about Ascended Master uh, Maitreya and, uh, quote, Master Jesus, who is also known in New new World, no, New Age circles as Esau Amanda Sananda, or Sananda Emmanuel. This is the Adonis-looking false Jesus that we see in stained glass at Catholic churches, that we see when we go into churches or people's houses. It is not a depiction of what Jesus Christ of the Bible looks like. The Bible was very clear. It said that there was no beauty that we would behold him in the predictions of Jesus. And it, it talked about that. And so he's not some long-haired, uh, hippie, Adonis-looking Jesus. And so that was all given to us by the Catholic Church to deceive us for this time that we're moving into. And that's a very important point as well. Now, then we get into the last paragraph of this report where he says, finally, regarding the latest Superman movie, I am not recommending it. I am warning. I don't recommend any Hollywood movie. I don't go to see them. Okay, I'm not you know, saying I'm better. It's just that why do you want to give a wicked, evil institution money? Oh, well, because it's, it's a depiction of, 
of Jesus, and and we need to um, have more of that in the world. Oh, you're going to see how the pastors are totally on board with this. You're giving money to Satan when you go to these movies and give them money. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, that's me. I don't think I don't see any Bible for going to a movie and watching it when you're giving them money. And you know, I mean, okay, maybe you could have a really really good Christian-based movie, and there would be an exception to the rule, but. This is not one of them. This is blasphemy. Blasphemy. So, he, he says, I'm not recommending it. I'm warning you it carries the most sinister and evil messages. Um, read the official synopsis. An alien with superpowers whose father sent him to earth as a baby to save mankind. Uh, it sounds a bit like the Jesus Christ of the Bible. Well, the scarlet robe associated with Jesus is now on Superman as a cape. It is not just Hollywood, the Vatican may also be maneuvering the sheep people of the world into believing that Jesus and all other deities were aliens and not gods. That's another deception they're going to come. When the Ascended Masters make their big debut, they're going to have this Adonis-looking Jesus, Sanand Emmanuel, Master Jesus guy, and they're going to say, hey, he's one of us. He's one of, he's a lesser one of us, they're going to say, uh, but he's one of us, and um, we're actually aliens from like another planet actually we're your creators uh and uh we got to come back to police our little science project because we created you millions of years ago but you've messed things up so bad we have to kind of straighten things out what is that known as well that's actually the basis for the intelligent design theory it's also called the ancient astronaut theory so and a, a lot of times commingled darwinism in with that as well so all of those subjects that i'm mentioning you can always do a keyword search at my website, and I've done tons of studies on all these things, multiple times. So, um, many con- many Christians are convinced that it is, uh, this is exactly what the Catholic leaders have planned, meaning they're going to trick everybody into believing that Jesus and all other deities were aliens and not gods. The grand deception seems to be forming before your eyes. Now, this is a quote from Vatican astronomer, an eminent theologian and full professor of fundamental theology uh, from a university in Rome, connected with Opus Dei, Father Giuseppe Tenzelli Nitti, and he said, quote, Christians will not immediately need to renounce their faith in God simply on the basis of the reception of this new unexpected information of a religious character from extraterrestrial civilizations. Well, hold on. Isn't that what we're seeing here with Superman? He's an extraterrestrial character from, an, from, a, from another world, and he's going to have a religious message. Okay, um, the not so subtle parallels of this Superman and Jesus is that message in the movie. Okay, but when it happens for real, the messages of a religious nature are going to be much more overt and in your face, and they're going to have no room for the Word of God and the God of the Bible or Jesus Christ. They're not going to have that. They're going to say all that is a lie. And these people that trans-channel and get abducted and communicate with these spirits or scry crystal balls, they're always being told that the Jesus of the Bible is a lie, that the Bible's essentially a lie, and that it's just man-made and made up and, and don't pay attention to it. We're going to come, we're going to make our appearance soon, and we'll straighten you out. We're actually your creators. You need to follow us if you want to be as gods like us. We are going to take you from the age of Aquarius, no, the age of Pisces, into the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Like the song says, the dawning of a new world order, where you will be as gods, just like Satan pr- uh, promised Eve in the Garden of Eden, where he said you'll be as gods if you eat this, this fruit that was forbidden her. Same old trick, just a different day. <laughs> okay? Satan hasn't changed his tactics. So, Christians will not need need to immediately renounce their faith in God. Oh, gee, thank you so much. I don't need to immediately renounce it. Simply on the basis of the reception of this new, unexpected information of a religious character from extraterrestrial civilizations. Like, this Catholic devil can tell me what to do anyway. Then he goes on to say, however, once the religious content originating from outside the earth has been verified... They will, how are they going to verify this? Satanically? Anyway, once it's been verified, they will have to conduct a rereading of the gospel, inclusive of the new data. End of quote. 
I'll tell you what, that quote is one of the most in-your-face satanic things I have ever read on. And I've read this, I know, several times. But I have to, it's just like, i got to go back to this because this so much ties into the Superman deception, the Ascended Master deception, so much of what Hollywood's brainwashing us about. Once the religious content originating from outside the earth has been verified, they will have to conduct a rereading of the gospel. Notice it doesn't say they're going to have to conduct a rereading of the Book of Mormon. Okay? Or a rereading of the Watchtower magazines the Jehovah Witnesses have. You know? Or, you know, whatever. Hindu, Buddhist, Zoroastrian texts. Notice, the only thing that these satanic devils seem to be concerned about is the gospel of Jesus Christ or the word of God. I wonder why that is. <laughs> Shows you how much on the side of right that we as born-again Christians are. Okay, it, And they've done everything they can do to pollute and dilute the word of God with all these New Age Bible verses. That's bad enough. But they're not going to have any room for even the perverted versions eventually. And this is just further evidence of this. And here we have a wonderful Catholic priest telling us this garbage. Now, let's go further here. And this next report is called the Superman Syndrome. Is it a Vatican setup for the coming alien savior, the Antichrist? Uh, the comic book heroes put to the big screen provide the entertainment of seeing beings with godlike powers who routinely and spectacularly supposedly triumph over evil, even though they, they themselves are evil. I think deep down, most people want to see justice done, and this almost never happens in real life. Instead, we need the... Now, this is their take on this, okay, so take it with a grain of salt. Instead, we need the mundane reality that the fantastical rarely happens. Politicians almost always act out of self-preservation. Crime seemingly does pay. Judging by the shattered box office records for the newly rebooted Superman movie called Man of Steel this weekend, I'd say this country is in desperate need of a hero. It's in desperate need of the Antichrist, really, is what they're begging for, is what we're seeing. Uh, this, or, the original creators of Superman were two children of Jewish immigrants named Joel Schuster and Jerry Siegel. This was way back, okay? Because uh, Superman is long, long, many, many decades. They were able to create on paper a superhuman that was a would-be messiah for all mankind. By design, the fictional Superman tries to bear a strong resemblance to Jesus Christ. Consider these facts. The origin story of Superman relates that he was born Kal-El on the planet Krypton. Kal-El actually means the house of El. This is what it means in Hebrew. And El is a Hebrew name for God. Okay, so it would be the house of God, essentially, is what his name would mean on Krypton. Um, now, also, his father sent him to another planet to earth to be a God amongst men. Okay, obviously, Jesus Christ, you know, the virgin birth, that type of thing. Um, trying to parallel that type of thing uh, to be, you know, obviously... Uh, fully God, fully man, walking the earth, here to save humanity. So again, obviously you can see the parallels. Now, Kal-El is revealed to the earth when he is 33 years old. <laughs> it's Superman, okay? Jesus died on the cross at Calvary at the age of 33. So again, you see all the satanic knockoff they're doing here? You know, again, if, if you know, Satan's always going to try to pervert everything when it comes to the word of God, you know, any kind of testimony of Jesus Christ. He's always going to try to pervert it and be blasphemous toward it, and this is just further evidence of this. And it's also funny because in the um, trailer that we're, I'm getting ready to uh, play here, um, a lot of the, 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 I would imagine a lot of the first part of the movie would consist of, he knows he has this calling, but he can't reveal it because the world can't handle it yet. And so he's in hiding. And he hasn't revealed himself, much like Jesus Christ, you know, at the age of 30 comes and reveals himself and then, and, you know, gets John the Baptist, he baptizes him, and then he starts his official ministry after the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, okay? So, again, a lot of parallels there, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and play this trailer here, and uh, we're, because they say a lot in this trailer that, I mean, it's just, I can't imagine how blasphemous the movie is, because the trailer's bad enough. Okay, I got everything set up here. I'm going to go ahead and roll this, roll this now so you can hear this.
Okay, so what we're seeing in the opening scene, I, I would assume, is planet Krypton, and they're in some big overthrow war thing. And so this is why they've got to send their their son uh, off into outer space to uh, be a god to uh, the people of Earth. Goodbye, my son. There's Superman when he's a baby. I hope some dreams come with you. You'll be an outcast. I'll kill him. How? He'll be a god to them. So if you didn't catch that, he says he'll be a god to them. Um, and so they're they're afraid though that he's going to be an outcast at the same time. So then it shows him in his little super alien baby space pod uh, going toward Earth. Okay, so this is Superman with his earthly parents now growing up and kind of starting to realize his calling. What if a child aspired to something greater? My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. So he lifts the bus out of the raging river and saves the whole uh, bus of school kids. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Can I just keep pretending? So he's the answer to are we alone in the universe? Okay, which is you know the huge, huge, huge whole alien question debate thing that you know keeps raging over and over and over again. So here it is, the awaited alien savior of all humanity um so you can see the the uh the deception going on your son you are my son and again they get kevin costner a really big actor to play that part i have to believe that you were sent here for a reason and even if it takes the rest of your life you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is how do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks? So he's taking all these different jobs it shows in like the outer reaches of the world. Looks like he was on a crabbing boat or some kind of fishing boat in an oil rig and stuff. He's trying to hide himself, I guess, until the day that he's supposed to be reveal himself, evidently. Um, he was a guardian angel. Guardian angel. For others, a ghost who never quite fit in. You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. So there goes Superman launching himself into the air. And, of course, they have these supposed forces of evil going against him because Superman's good and pure and virtuous. My father believed if the world found out who I really was, it reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? And there, the parallel of Jesus Christ being rejected ultimately on the cross. You know, uh, again, we're going to cover that as well later. Okay, so the S on his chest, in his world, means hope. We're going to talk about that next. Well, here it's an S. How about... Excuse me. Man of Steel. Coming June 14th to a theater near you. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is what we're, we're dealing with here. And, um... Now, hope. You notice that was the last thing in the trailer. That's what this supposed S symbol stands for. On his planet, it means hope. So now let's look to the Word of God to see where the real hope of mankind is. Not this false, satanic, knockoff, blasphemous, counterfeit hope 
the Antichrist is getting ready to stage. Okay, Because remember, like I said, most likely we're going to have World War III going down here. And they're setting a stage for all that, as we talked about in the first part of the study. All that's being set up. The world economic collapse, a lot of cataclysmic things that the Bible talks about. Earthquakes in diverse places, plagues, pestilences. These things are, are already happening and increasing at a uh, uh, rapid rate. Governments toppling, World War III on the horizon. When all of that stuff is going down and World War III is happening and the world is in free fall, this is when most likely this Superman, this Antichrist, will make his debut. Because people worldwide will be in maximum desperation mode. People that might not have normally accepted him will gladly accept him now as long as he makes the pain go away or supposedly can provide an answer that all the world governments can get on the same page and play nice. He's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to come like Superman in the regard to he's going to be looked upon highly by the world government, by the world at large. He's going to be popular, charismatic, you know, he's going to be like the total package. So, what does the what does the Bible, though, have to say about hope? Because think about it. If that symbol on his chest, this S-type symbol in the planet Krypton means hope, that's what he supposedly represents, right? He represents hope for all humanity. In fact, he is that hope, okay? Whereas the Word of God says in 1 Timothy 1.1, Paul, an apostle of Christ... Apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. See, Jesus Christ is our hope. Not some stupid, dumb, blasphemous Superman character. Okay? Or some whatever comic book character. And then we go to Titus 2.13. Looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The blessed hope. Okay, that's where our hope needs to lie. Because if our hope is not in the Lord Jesus Christ, then it's built on a, a faulty foundation. And then the next verse says, Who gave himself for us, that we might that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. First Peter 1 3 says, Blessed be the God the Father, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's where our hope is. Okay, or should be at least. Next verse, to an, in, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith. That's how we're kept. As far as saved, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. You're saved by grace through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the, uh, unto the Father but by me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So, this is the hope that is being readied to be revealed in the last time. Okay, not Superman. So, going back to the main article, the main report, trying to appeal to the, to the morally upright in the Christian, Superman was self-sacrificing, honest, conquering evil, morally incorruptible, and always around when needed. Now, this was the, the way that he was portrayed pretty much from the beginning uh, when, they was, when they, uh, the original writers put this on paper. In a way, it is the same way the Jews had in recognizing Christ the first time he came. In a way, it is the same issue the Jews had in recognizing Christ the first time he came. They were expecting a conquering king. Instead, they got a suffering servant savior. They couldn't accept that he had come to die for our sins. See Genesis 2.22, Isaiah 53, Psalm 22. Before he would come as a conquering king. See Daniel 2, 44 and 45, Psalm 2, Zechariah 14, and a lot of other places. 
They wanted a Superman. This is what the Jews were wanting when Jesus came. They wanted a, a Superman-type figure to throw off the shackles of Gentile oppression once and for all. When Christ came, he came lowly and meekly, and he had come as a suffering servant who would become the ultimate sacrifice to take away the sins of the world. But when the Jews of the New Testament were waiting for someone who looked like Samson and conquered like David, Jesus warned them that they would not accept his testimony, but would in fact accept another who came in his own name. This man, the Antichrist, will soon ride on the scene and will, for all intents and purposes, be the Superman that the world has been waiting for. And like the Jews who missed the mark at Christ's first coming, the whole world will embrace this one who comes with all signs and lying wonders. I mean, isn't this like unreal, this information and how it ties into the end times? This Antichrist will be heralded by the false prophet who will look like a lamb but speak as a dragon, according to Revelation 13.11. They will be unlike anything the world has become accustomed to because these men will have real satanic power. Superpowers like those mighty men of old, the men of renown of Genesis 6. Yeah, when the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took wives all that they chose and they bore them giants who became these mighty men of old, men of renown, which are all the, the, the mythology is based on, the Greek myths and these types of things, Zeus, Apollo and all this stuff. Yeah, same deal. And Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, we're right on the cusp of that. We're, we're, we're in those days. So this is what we should be looking for. Okay, not ways that we can say Superman's the same as Jesus Christ, like we're going to see a ton of the pastors are doing, which is just beyond disgusting. We're going to get to that next. I wanted to set the stage before I got into that nauseating part of the study. Sorry. Um, so, superpowers like those mighty men of old and the superheroes who many have come to idolize over the years. I mean, think of how many boys and their worldview being shaped by reading comic books when they were growing up. I know I did it, you know. Um, particularly going back further, you know, back into more of the 50s and the 60s, and the, I think it was more, a little more prevalent. There, there wasn't so many ways, there wasn't so many diversions back then. This was one of the main diversions. Okay, now you've got video games and all kind of ways you can lose yourself in, fan in a fantasy world that are much more technologically advanced. But at the time, the comic book was the way to do that, or a main way. So, the world will finally get the heroes they think they need, but instead will get the mark of the beast and have the front row seats to the greatest time of tribulation this and deception this world has ever known. The Bible says, regarding the end times that we're moving into, regarding the time when that wicked, capital W, will be revealed in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and the falling away of the church, God says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. When you go and you sit down and you go to Superman and you're and you're in there and you're all getting all into it and you're like, oh yeah, this is real. Oh, I can see how this relates to Jesus Christ. It's such it's such blasphemy to God. You are receiving. Um, you're basically embracing this deception. Um, you're showing God that you have no love for the truth when you when you do those types of things. Now, I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect or whatever, okay? Or that I haven't ever been um, intrigued by any of this stuff. It's just that we don't want to go there and try to parallel this with the life of Christ. This is a huge deception that's coming down and that is in our face. And we're being systematically brainwashed through things like this. And I, I'm just here to warn people about that. So... They will get the mark of the beast and have front row seats to the greatest time of tribulation this world will ever see. And when the real savior of mankind comes back, this is what the world will see according to Revelation 19, 11 through 16. This is the real, okay, I don't even want to compare him to Superman, but I mean, this is the, this is the real deal, okay? Revelation 9, 19, 11 through 16. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Notice it's also uh, in um, 
scarlet robe, okay? Satan's constantly trying to knock off things. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and that he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our Savior. Okay, right there. We don't need this other garbage, these other deceptions out there to be fulfilled. This is the real deal. So I just wanted to read that because I constantly have, feel like I have to contrast what the Word of God says with this blasphemous deception. Just in this one movie alone. But it's a real doozy. And here you got Alex Jones over here and all these pastors that are just going sis, boom, ba, rah, rah, rah. This is the greatest thing. What a wonderful message. Oh boy, we're going to get our congregations really on fire for God because of Superman. <laughs> I mean, and this is what we're going to talk about next. Okay, so continuing. Here's the next part. <laughs> Man of Steel marketing campaign seeks to align Superman with Jesus Christ even though Alex Jones says there's no correlation. Dedicated website invites clergymen to utilize Superman myth as a mechanism for, quote, educating and uplifting Christian audiences. But why doesn't this surprise me? You know, it's just nothing surprises me in the so-called church anymore. The spiritual themes in the Man of Steel are abundant, and Warner Brothers Studios is making sure Christian pastors know it. Hollywood studio Warner Brothers is targeting the Christian audiences in the U.S. with a campaign for its superhero blockbuster, Man of Steel, that explicitly compares Superman to Jesus. Warner Brothers Studios is aggressively marketing um, the Man of Steel to Christian pastors, inviting them to early screenings, creating Father's Day discussion guides, and producing a special film trailer that focuses on the faith-friendly angles of the movie. Now, all the things that I just set up, to, if I would have just reported on this first and not said all the stuff, this wouldn't be as impactful. But hopefully now you can see how evil this movie is and its message, okay? And here we have Hollywood aggressively going after pastors, inviting them to early screenings, and creating Father's Day discussion guides, producing special film trailers, and even giving out huge stacks of sermon notes so that they can preach on this out of the pulpit. I'm not making this stuff up. Let's 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 key on. This is religion blog, CNN, Communist News Network. Oh, sorry. And um, we're going to I'm going to play this video here so you can hear with your own ears what the plan is about the old man of steel thing here. Superman flying to a church near you. it got a surprising boost from the pulpit. Warner Brothers partnered with a Christian public relations firm to get pastors across the country in to advance screenings of the film. Somewhere out there you have another father. He's in here for a reason. The marketers have also prepared an entire sermon titled Jesus, the Original Superhero, complete with clips from the film, all aimed at pointing out how Superman could be interpreted as an allegory for Jesus. So, I mean, how can you possibly be like Alex Jones and say, oh, there's no real correlation here, when Warner Brothers is yoking up with the 501c3 corporate pastors of America, giving them sermon notes with essentially a PowerPoint presentation to convince their congregations of this very exact thing that we have documented. Rank Total blasphemy and a stench in God's nostrils. That's all I can think when I see this. An ideal to strive for. So see, that's our ideal. It's not Jesus Christ anymore. It's not the word of God, which is our gold standard. No, it's Superman now. Actually, see exactly what's um, being projected behind us here. Pastor Quentin Scott from Shiloh Christian Community Church in Baltimore attended one of the screenings. There was an actual, you know, push to say, "Hey, we're actually putting out something that speaks to your group and everything." And did you take it seriously at first? I mean, what did you think? Truthfully, not. <laughs> 
when I sat and I actually looked at the movie and started to see how it was the story of Christ and the love of God was weaved into the story. The story of Christ. Yeah, the story of Christ. This is just the norm for this type of deluded, evil, blasphemous thinking. Here's a pastor, most likely leading people to hell, giving us his heartfelt, deluded opinion. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He's just trusting in his own heart. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof, oh yeah, it really does. It really does. It does parallel the, the it is the story of Jesus, because it seems that way. Well, does it make it so? I was very um, excited. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. All this may sound strange, but Hollywood has long known that churches can make movie miracles occur. Not just with overtly religious movies, like The Passion of the Christ, but also with general family-oriented fare. The formula? Get pastors talking and congregations start walking right into the box office. You just have to decide what kind of man you want to grow up to be. It's all about money. I think it's a very good thing that Hollywood is paying attention to the church as a marketplace. Ted Bear runs Movie Guy. Where it gets uh, sticky is when they try to manipulate the market. And where it gets sticky is when uh, the churches try to manipulate Hollywood. So both of those become problematic. Uh, I think in this case, you've got to... Bottom line, we should have nothing to do with Hollywood, okay? And, but there, this is so warped, this, this thinking pattern. Good match. Here we have a message about Superman and really an underlying message about the original Superman, Jesus Christ. Are you concerned the original Superman. that this studio is using you and religious groups to sell this movie. They're using us, but in fact, we're using them. If you give me another opportunity to talk to someone about Jesus Christ, and I can do it because of your movie, that's a win for See, me. See, the, the end always justifies the means to these devils. Always. As long as they can find some convoluted way, even if it's blasphemous, even if it's unbiblical, to justify their actions, they're going to say it's right. Because, again, they've abandoned the word of God, they're just trusting their own heart, which is deceitful above all things, and they're just going to go with what feels right. Because it is about spreading the gospel. <laughs> right. Now, other groups have seen... Really it. want to know how many people get saved from watching Superman. As I said, it's the exact opposite that's going to happen. It's the exact opposite thing we're being conditioned for. We're being conditioned to accept the Antichrist. The coming, supposed, awaited savior of humanity, like Superman portrays himself. So it'll be the exact opposite of what they're saying. Allegorical connections as well. Superman is seen by some as Jewish... And the original writers of Superman were, of course, Jewish. Now, the other thing we should also add is that... So is Jesus, by the way. Yes, Jewish. right, exactly. I'm just saying. Yes. No, yeah, we, it all comes together. together. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we also need to add, though, that Warner Brothers Studios, like CNN, is owned by Time Warner. Yeah. Some of the most wicked organizations, evil, wicked media organizations on the planet. But I'm sure they have the Christians... Um, the, the right uh, motivations regarding Christianity and Christians out there. I'm, sur I'm sure that their, their uh, motivations are puritanical and that they would never try to lead us astray. So anyway, we have that. Now, going back to the report, it says, The studio has teamed up with a specialist marketing firm with the aim of encouraging pastors to utilize Zack Snyder's comic book reboot in sermons. Uh, it has set up a special website touting a nine-page pamphlet entitled Jesus, the Original Superhero. And at this website, it's manofsteelresources.com. I'll give you a link here. It reads, quote, Welcome to the pastor's resource site for the upcoming film Man of Steel. Here you'll find everything you need to educate and uplift your congregation, including free videos, sermon outlines, and images. So you got the full brainwashing package there. Clergymen are encouraged to encourage, encouraged to educate and uplift your congregation using this resource, which also highlights a useful clip of the movie. Superman's mythical origins are rooted in the timeless reality of a spiritual superhero who lived a modest life until extraordinary times required a supernatural response. The notes read, 
That's what the notes read. Jesus was sent by his father to bear our burdens, to right our wrongs, and to rise above our troubling circumstances. How might the story of Superman awaken our passion for the greatest hero who ever died, uh, whoever lived and died and rose again? Let's consider how Superman's humble origins, his high calling, and his transforming sacrifice point us toward Jesus, the original superhero. How satanically manipulative and convoluted. The Bible says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, okay? Leaven was is like yeast. It only takes a little bit of yeast to leaven the whole loaf of bread. Jesus Christ said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. This is doctrine, okay? When you do a sermon on a movie and parallel it to Christ and try to convince everybody, it, that's beyond leaven. It's blasphemy, okay? And this is what's happening now, but it's just kind of the norm now in uh, places that call themselves churches, for the most part, Hollywood has been increasingly aware of the box office clout held by Christian audiences, especially in the wake of the enormous haul of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, which was nothing more than basically Catholic propaganda there, for the most part, which pulled in 600, and he's um, beyond, beyond, basically almost every movie that guy plays in, there is some gigantic, Catholic theme. The Catholic Church guarantees backs Mel Gibson to a huge degree. And that was just one more evidence of that, that film. That pulled in $611 million worldwide in 2004. Passion to Christ. Studios have targeted faith-based audiences before, specifically on the Oscar-winning movie The Blind Side. So, that's one report. And I guess we're going to go ahead... Oh, hold on. Let me see how far we have to go here. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and stop here and we will go to, uh, part four next. God bless you.